You're listening to the second season of the Junior Hereford Show. You're a Hereford enthusiast, or maybe a fellow junior, and you could be that excited individual ready to take on the future of the beef industry. I'm Ralston Rip, your host. Get ready to learn, lead, and achieve. Well, I am very excited to be back for another episode of the Junior Hereford Show podcast. And today we're going to have some fun conversation with Miss Catherine Krause. So before we get into that, though, and any challenging questions, Catherine, I'm going to go ahead and let you introduce yourself a little bit. So I'm Catherine Krause. I am originally from Russell, Kansas, but uh, I currently reside in Manhattan, Kansas right now as I am pursuing my first year of my graduate degree and the Master's of Business Administration program here at the College of Business at K-State. So with my uh, business admin, it's more generalized. I do have some flexibility in some of the extra classes I get to take. So in the next, um, I'm not taking any ag-related classes this semester, but in the next three semesters, hopefully I can take some ag-econ classes, um, get some uh, more knowledge in through that way. Uh, But my overall plan when I went into undergrad was to get my four years um, through my animal science degree of um, agricultural knowledge across all spectrums through ag econ, ag biz, um, genetic reproduction, anatomy physiology, all the baseline stuff, and then go another two years and uh, get business information and kind of tie those in together to take back to the uh, ag industry. Very cool. So do you have kind of a dream of what you want to do after these next two years or kind of hoping to maybe explore and find out along the way? Um, well, I've got a couple ideas. Um, one would be, I would love to work, um, in animal health and hopefully, um, through working through a company such as maybe Zoetis or Merck or Lango or any company along that lines, be in more of a international sector, help, uh, market and, uh, run through sales on a more global scale. That's something I've always been interested in throughout high school. And once I started taking business classes, it really excelled um, my interest in it. Another pathway that I hadn't really, I had kind of toyed around with, but hadn't fully thought about until um, my internship this summer was hope probably working for a breed association such as the Hereford Association or any other breed association, just because I enjoy that atmosphere so much and getting to learn more about the livestock industry and cattle breeds is always um, a plus sign as well. You kind of foreshadowed my next question. Um, We had the pleasure of having you as an ambassador this summer at Junior Nationals. So maybe touch on a little bit, what was your summer like? What was that internship and um, what were your, some of your favorite moments with it? Yeah. So, uh, leading up to my internship, I was like, um, I was at home working on some heifers for our state Hereford show, and then also preparing to compete in the national meat science quiz bowl team at the reciprocal meat conference in Iowa. And then once I finished all that up, starting in July, I got to travel to Kansas city and work with Amy, Bailey, Chloe, and all the staff at the AHA, as well um, as the main intern for the summer, Hannah Hawksworth. 
and as well as some other amazing individuals and help prepare for junior nationals. And for me, it was really a cool experience because I've been and shown at a couple junior nationals for junior nationals before, but you never really understand what goes on behind the scenes at a show until you actually get hands on. And there is so much work that I commend all of the junior board members and all of the staff for getting done because it is a lot. It's a lot of long days while you're in Kansas City making sure um, all contest papers are put together, that all of your inventory is accounted for, making sure you have everything because kind of hard to go back and get it when you're eight hours away from headquarters. And then when you get to the show, making sure everybody who, all the exhibitors who move in are comfortable, feeling welcomed, making sure they're getting all the information that they need to be able to have a good time at the show, as well as uh, making sure all of your team members have all the information they need to help pull off a successful show. And it's, it's just a completely different experience. And I'm really thankful to have had the opportunity to get to experience things from a different side because I, I do enjoy the Hereford industry and I like the fact that I was able to help give back and help provide to the younger members and also the junior board members and to the staff that helped create such a great environment for me while I was growing up showing. It sounds like you had a great time and I definitely know firsthand that we really appreciated having your help and especially being a fellow Hereford enthusiast, I think it was pretty cool to see one of our own kind of jump right in in the behind the scene actions and take it on. Um, I did get ahead of myself a little bit and we're going to backtrack a little bit and maybe talk about your Hereford history and how you kind of started, um, whether it's back home with your family or showing or I know I first met you, Catherine, at the Smith Center progress shows, showing Herford. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, it's kind of funny. I was always like, who is this girl showing Herfords? You know, when I was little, I was like, oh, we have the same kind of cattle. And then it's kind of, it's been fun getting to grow up and see what we've done. And um, now I'd like to call you a good friend. So yeah, touch on that Herford history and kind of share with us um, your part in it because you're very involved. Yeah, so um our Hereford, so our main Hereford operation is Bloodcliff Herefords. That's with me, my mom, um, and then my dad. And that kind of started back with my grandpa on my dad's side. He had some Hereford cattle, um, helped uh, start raising those. And then my aunt, along with my dad, uh, grew up showing Hereford cattle. They showed them on a state level um, in Colorado, as well as um, national levels, such as going to like the National Western, Arizona Livestock Show, Cow Palace, um, all of those shows. And when my uh, dad graduated college, he stayed around Manhattan, Kansas, and he ran his own Hereford uh, cattle herd, as well as helped um, manage an 800 uh, head herd for Cedar, Cedar Creek Ranch. And once he decided to leave that, we picked up, moved our operation to Russell, Kansas when I was about three or so years old. And so I've just been around the Hereford breed ever since I was born. And I've grown up showing, just like started showing out bucket calves at my local county fair. We did take pins to Denver, uh, pins of heifers and pins of bulls, but um, I wasn't, when I was really young, I wasn't a whole lot involved in that because I was so little and there wasn't a whole lot I could do, especially when you're 
about four foot high and you've got these 11, 1200 pound head of cattle, it's a little bit, a little bit more difficult. Um, but as I started growing up, when I, around nine years old, I had my first show heifer from one of our pens and started going to spring shows. And then a couple of years later, I started going to our state fair. And once I got into towards the end of middle school in the beginning of freshman year, that's when I really took off with um, my herd. I had started growing a lot bigger in the terms of the cows that I had and started selling some of my own bulls to just local customers that um, we had grown relationships with. And I then started buying a couple her purebred Hereford show steers and started going harder in terms of going to my first junior nationals in Grand Island in 2015 and going to the Kansas Junior Livestock Show. We kind of had our rotation of shows that we go to every year in terms of going to the Kansas Classic and then our spring shows, um, state fair, junior nationals became a very regular rotation once towards the end of my high school career and into college as well. And the farther I got down the road, I started showing, um, we started buying more steers and heifers that we could um, show and heifers that we could put back into our herd that uh, have helped improve my herd um, uh, a great number. And now it's turned around to where I'm now showing more of my bred knowns because we've been able to kind of like up our genetics and kind of blend in more. And right now I've, since I, I'm getting ready to age out. I've started uh, selling some steers. So I've got um, purebred Hereford steers that I'm selling. I'm actually selling two steers um, in two weeks, I believe, in Hutchinson, Kansas. I guess it would be when around the time that this podcast would come out, I'd be selling them. Um, and then I've also grown a love for the clubby Hereford deal. So Hereford cattle or Hereford marked clubby cattle that are kind of like half Hereford, um, half clubby. I've grown a passion for that. I love cattle like that too. So started selling some of those through a commercial cow that I um, inquired a couple of years ago. So it's been a long way coming, but I've been able to really build on my herd and fully be proud about what I have. So that's awesome. It's kind of definitely it's different getting older and kind of aging out, but there's also the fun sides of it, of kind of turning around and um, being able to give back and help those younger juniors get started. And it's great to, I can tell you're really passionate and excited about it. So that's always fun to see. And we always want people to stay in the Hereford industry and you've definitely paved your path well. And um, so having all this Hereford history and what made you, before we kind of talk more about your cows, Let's rewind just a second. What made you apply for the ambassador program or what intrigued you about it? I think there were two things that intrigued me about it. So um, the first off one was the thought and the prospects of going to my last Hereford Junior Nationals because um, for our family, it's a little bit with my dad just um, being the main cow, uh, cow taker, it's kind of hard for us to get away to go to shows. And I knew that, you know, it was going to be a slim chance that we were taking cattle. So I still wanted to be able to go to my last junior nationals and enjoy the times um, with my friends and get the chance to meet new people, which I met some amazing people, especially in my fellow ambassadors that, um, you know, I wouldn't change the world for wouldn't have given up this opportunity 
uh, for to be able to do. And then the other prospect was the fact that I, my dad thinks very fondly of um, Amy Bailey and Chloe and the whole um, AHA staff. And I'd never really gotten to personally one-on-one get to meet all of them, especially um, Amy and Bailey. And he'd always talked very highly of them. And I wanted to get the chance to learn from them and, you know, gain some experience and knowledge that I know that they could provide me that would help shape me into a better person. That just makes me smile. Definitely listening about it. Um, family is something very near and dear to me too. And so to know that your family kind of really pushed and challenged you to um, stay involved and get involved in a new way with just building those relationships, I think is awesome. And you definitely exceeded. You were, it was so much fun to get to know you. I'd gotten to know you kind of growing up showing and then at the bold conference and then as an ambassador, um, you're a very talented individual and we definitely heard about your dreams kind of at the beginning here. And um, we're going to come back in a second and talk about your cattle and kind of how you have gotten involved with not only improving your genetics and selling cattle back to youth, but also becoming involved on the fed cattle and the fed steer shootout challenge. So as you mentioned, you had great mentors in your family, as well as in the Hereford Association. And we're going to take a brief moment to really thank those individuals that support our association, that invest in our youth and provide sponsorships for us throughout the year. So let's take a second and hear from them. And we'll be back to hear from Catherine. This episode of the Junior Hereford Show is brought to you by our calendar advertisers, who through their donations continue to make all the programs at the NGHA possible. We'd like to thank GKB Cattle, Waxahachie, Texas, Gore Cattle of Madras, Oregon, and Hopkins Ranch of Herefords, Winchester, Tennessee. We'd also like to thank Jernigan Ranch with Missouri State Agriculture, Bethany Herefords of Mazelet, Kentucky, and Walker Herefords from Morrison, Tennessee. The support of all of these donors from across the country is what continues to allow Hereford Juniors to learn, lead, and achieve. We definitely know that it takes a lot of support and we have a lot of appreciation for those sponsors. So a big thank you to them once again. And Catherine and I are back to visit more about her involvement in her cattle. We kind of previously talked about her history and the Hereford breed and her family's history, as well as her involvement in the association. And now we're going to talk about a very beneficial contest and educational experience for juniors to take part in. And it's a contest that Catherine has had quite a bit of success in being the Fed Steer Shootout. So Catherine, talk to us a little bit about this contest and how you've been involved. Yeah, so the Fed Steer Shootout started back in 2017. That was the first contest and Trey Buffert um, put it together as a to highlight another aspect of the Hereford breed as well as the livestock industry and for another aspect to participate for juniors to be able to um, participate in um, that wasn't connected to the show ring. So the basically the Fed Steer Shootout is it's an opportunity for juniors to send um, individual purebred Hereford steers, individual commercial Hereford steers, and then as well as pen of, th- pen of threes for both the purebred and the commercials. 
and usually they get sent off um, in December. You take your steers to the uh, feed yard, which right now is um, HRC feed yards, and they get to stay at the feed yard and gain and grow, and then they tend to get slaughtered in June, and this year they had two different dates, um, one more towards the beginning of June and then another slaughter date at the end of June, and after they're slaughtered, Trey gets all of the data back from the packing plant, and he sends individual data to each of the juniors that enters steers. And once you get that data, you kind of process and look at how your steers did. Um, the data has information such as um, your quality grade, your yield grade, hog carcass weight, the carcass value per head, all of um, the stuff that you would typically look at when um, you're uh, evaluating your cattle's carcass data that your parents would be looking at when they receive data from uh, the feed yard and the packing plant. And then from there on, you take your information that you gain and you have a chance to um, be able to talk about that and put that into a performance portfolio that you can turn in usually around September and get the chance to interview for to be a top exhibitor, a top three exhibitor in a junior and a senior category, and the chance to even be an overall, exhib uh, overall exhibitor. Um, what they also do with this data is uh, there's also other awards associated with it, such as like average daily gain, your champion pin of three, your overall steer, your reserve um, purebred steer, marbling, uh, ribeye size, um, all of that. So you have multiple chances to be successful. So even if you don't have the champion purebred steer, or the overall steer, you, if you have a high enough marbling score, you can still have the chance to be recognized, which I think is really cool because it still gives the a junior member the chance to be highlighted in the aspect of how their cattle herd might be succeeding. And what I really like is there's no limit to how many steers you can enter. So if you wanna just send off one steer, you can send off one. If you wanna send off 12, you more than like you can do if you want to. I mean, this year we sent off, um, 12 steers and we split, I believe we had three commercials and nine individuals, I want to say. So, and you can just kind of do mix and match combos. If you want to send a couple individuals and two pins, you, you can kind of do whatever you want. And I think the flexibility is really great as well. And getting all the data back gives a nice highlight for people to learn how their cattle are actually doing in the feed yard. Because I don't think enough, you know, enough people maybe fully know what, how their cattle are doing. And I think it also gives a chance for younger members to get a greater understanding of the industry as a whole, you know, at an earlier age. So they can help make improvements to help not only better their cattle from a look standpoint, but also from a grading standpoint and a gain standpoint. This is a great contest for juniors and you summed it up pretty awesome. We were kind of visiting before. I have never had the opportunity to quite um, exhibit in this contest, but I definitely grew up, our family operation, we feed cattle. So that's live and breathe feeding cattle. That's what my grandpa definitely lives for. And so to have a contest like this for juniors, I think you said it 
exactly correct. It just gives a great hands-on experience to understand how your cattle are performing in the feedlot, as well as I had, um, you know, the opportunity to attend the first field day in Scott City, Kansas. They're at HRC feeders, and it was pretty fun for just hearing discussion, you know, Herefords, we get a thousand head of females on the green chips in Louisville. How awesome if we could get a thousand head in the feedlot to really create that educational experience for juniors of, um, you know, what, what we're raising cattle for in the end overall goal is they're headed to a yard. We're producing genetics to help them perform better and really understanding how they can perform, I think is a great start for these juniors. And um, I know you kind of briefly touched on we had conversation about kind of some of the educational things that you do along the way. Um, maybe talk about like becoming BQA certified, or I know some of the educational videos that they've made a part of it also. In terms of the educational um, aspect, when you want to do the portfolio performance portfolio, uh, you do have to uh, be BQA certified, which I believe, I think most 4-H programs of some yep. aspect require some sort of quality assurance, whether it be PQA, BQA, um, livestock, you know, so um, it's basically the same thing as what a 4-H program would require, except this is just more tailored towards um, beef. And so what I like um, about the Fed Steer Shootout is if you aren't able to attend the field days, um, I wasn't able to attend I wasn't able to attend last this last year's or 2021's because I had prior engagements, so I didn't get the chance to um, go out and experience it. But they do record. Um, but basically, you have the opportunity to learn about how feeding um, is, what kind of feeding is going on in the feed yard, how they handle diseases that are that might um, come through. Uh, as well as some of the implants that get put in, how gain works, um, how they, um, in terms of marbling and yield grade score. So it kind of like encompasses all of it from the feed yard and what would go on in the packing plant. So even if you're not able to attend, you still have the opportunity to learn about, which I think is really cool. And it's really important because um, not everybody has the chance to go out to a feed yard and look at feedlot calves all the time, or not everybody has the chance. Like I've been privileged enough to be able to go into a packing plant numerous times through my time of meats judging and being on a meat eval team, as well as getting to actually evaluate and understand how you look at uh, live cattle in terms of what they're going to yield and what you're going to grade. And so I think having those resources available to the younger members, I think is really important and really cool because it still gives them the opportunity, even if they, whether they do get a go meets judge along the line or whether they are gonna work in a feed yard or even if they're not going to, they still get that exposure and that experience. You brought up an awesome point of just getting the experience. I think as Midwestern gals, sometimes we probably take for granted seeing like a dirt feedlot, just driving home or even just understanding a packing plant and kind of selling cattle because there is so many around us. And when I went to that first field day, it was pretty cool. I think there's probably more juniors from the coast than 
than there probably was from the Midwest just because they were so excited to get to physically see their own cattle in the feedlots and um, kind of better understand where they shipped them out to and then how how they perform, how they're feeding, um, how their health's doing. I think it's just a very, it's a very hands-on competition, probably as you can get. Maybe Catherine, I have a question too for you to answer for our listeners or for juniors is if they um, are like questioning, entering, or have questions about it, you know, what's kind of the piece of advice or why would you encourage them to really look into it and do this contest? Well, if there's anybody out there considering it, I would 100% recommend it. I know when, uh, when it was offered to me, my family and I jumped on it the first opportunity we got, because for us, our operation is not really geared towards hanging banners in terms of the show ring. Like that's not what we are more focused on. We're more focused on watching our, seeing how our cattle are going to grade, making sure they, um, we can get a good enough yield grade uh, without it being concerning, making sure our quality grades are good. And at the end of the day, bringing home, you know, a good paycheck, because that's a big portion of why you send, why you're sending your cattle to the feed yard, not only to have a good quality product, but also to, you know, gain some sort of revenue from it. And I think, the Fedster shootout gives an opportunity for kids like me who maybe aren't, you know, as successful in the show ring to be successful in a different aspect. Um, and it also gives juniors a chance to really understand the cattle that they're raising. You know, I think that everybody needs to understand the product that they are producing because at the end of the day, we're all beef producers. We're all, you know, marketing our product to consumers, whether it be through, um, you know, through selling old cows or selling show heifers or, or bulls or, you know, sending our steers to the feedlot. At the end of the day, we want to have a good product that everybody is happy with and understanding the baseline um, through our genetics, such as yield grades and quality grades and average daily gains, you, um, you learn a lot of maybe where to help improve um, different parts of your herds to make you the most successful that you could be. I don't think I could give any better advice than that. Um, it is a great contest all around. And I think something fun that I was thinking of as you were talking about just learning like the overall yield grade and quality grades is, you know, we all like steak. And so this is a great contest to learn how to make a better steak and how to make more steaks. And yeah. so um, we should all probably do it just to understand how we can um, really make sure we're optimizing our opportunity to market a great product. So mm. that, yeah. So I guess the logistics side of it, you kind of told us why we should apply the benefit and the opportunities you can have with the contest. So I'm going to put a plug in that the entry deadline is November 1st of 2022 for this year. And then cattle will be delivered in December. So if you have questions or you're hesitant about entering, please, you can reach out to either Catherine and I or reach out to Trey Beffer would be happy to visit with anybody with more maybe logistical questions or what it kind of looks like too. But that entry deadline's November 1st head on over to herford.org, 
go to the youth section and the NJHA Fed Steer Shootout to kind of find some guidelines and um, really how to get entered and get started. So we encourage everyone to head on over and Catherine really touched on, you know, there's purebred options, purebred steer options that you can send. There's commercial cattle you can send. So really we want to see how, how these Hereford genetics are playing in both a purebred and a commercial operation. So, um, and any number for sure. So, oh yeah. Yes. And I think that's the nice thing is like, I've seen over the last, what, six, five, six contests, I think, um, the numbers have really increased. And I know I would like to see the contest get bigger. I want to see more people participate. I think, you know, it's, it's a good, it's a good contest. Yeah. Very real world for sure too. Very real world, real world. (laughs) That's a hard word to say today. (laughs) It's very realistic. So it's a great contest just to learn. Um, So before I let you off the hook here, Catherine, to go, kind of just a fun moment or time for you. Um, First, I'll ask if you have any any one word or any line advice for maybe some younger juniors just getting started? You know, uh, we're kind of old ones now. So if there's anything you wish you would have known, (laughs) now is your time to share. Um, I think, you know, this doing everything you can jump at any opportunity and always say yes. I think that can be applied across life as a whole. Um, you know, I didn't, I didn't really get started into the, um, more being involved on my state level and in the national level till I was, um, in high school. So it was a little bit scarier for me to get involved because I, um, you know, I wasn't used to being around that atmosphere all the time. You know, I didn't, I grew up in it, but, um, I don't think I jumped off, jumped at enough opportunities um, that were available to me. There are some contests at like junior nationals that I would have uh, went, uh, wish I would have went and did. I wish during my time I would have went to face as a leadership after experiencing bold in March. I enjoyed it so much that I wish I would have went to faces when I was younger because I would, I think I would have had a really great time and a lo- met a lot more people. Um, but I think definitely jumping at what is present to you, um, do all that you can, because as you get older, you don't want to be like, well, I wish I could, wish Mm -hmm. I could go back and do that. You know, you want to, you want to be able to experience as much as you can, because you don't know how much longer you're going to have those opportunities available to you. Yeah. I second, I second it all. (laughs) That was awesome. My final question that I'm going to kind of have fun asking all of those that I get a visit with is <laughs> what is success to you? And um, then maybe what's just a word of advice of how to achieve it? Oh, man. Um, I think success for me is just being happy with my life and being happy in life because you can be successful in terms of your work or in terms of your competition, but if you're not fully enjoying that time and moment in which you have succeeded, I don't know if that's really success, you know? Um, For me, I just want to be able to enjoy life. I want to be able to have 
a good time when I'm with friends and with family and enjoy what I'm doing. And I think once you achieve that and once you realize that, you know, where you are in life and how you're feeling, if you're feeling great, then I think it's, that's the true definition um, of success. That's what I've always thought of. So I just think a good advice to achieve that success is make sure you're, make sure you're happy. Try to try to find the enjoyment and happiness in the little things in life, because I think in the end, it all accumulates to being successful. Be happy. That's what success is all about. You guys heard it from Miss Catherine Krause herself, and I'm truly grateful to know you and to have gotten to know you and be friends with you. And um, I hope our listeners have enjoyed getting to know you and learn more about your story in the Hereford breed, as well as that they need to apply for the Fed Steer Shootout November. <laughs> so mark that date on your guys's calendar don't and miss <laughs> don't miss it. Don't be late. Um, come talk to us. But Catherine, it has been my pleasure. And thank you for listening to the Junior Hereford Show. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us for the Junior Hereford Show. Stay tuned for the next episode and be prepared to continue to learn, lead, and achieve.